0: Kiddushin, the last thing we were discussing, was the source of the concept of a shalichut. Why can someone make a shalich to do a mitzvah for him? By Kiddushin, we learned it out of girushin. It says, V'shilach, V'shilachah. And from there, we learned it. By Teruma, we learned it from atem. By Korban Pesach, by Kadashim, we learned it, Everyone sheikhs, but not everyone sheikhs, only one person, that means that you send your messenger to do it for you. And the Gemara explains why you need every single one of these. And with that, we're going to start four lines from the bottom, third word, What says Haniha. So we're going to go back to, a, we learned Kodashim from Korban Pesach. Over there it says, So, Haniha, the ben Korcha, I understand from Rabbi Shabbat Korha he learned the whole concept of shelihood she, uh, from v'shahatu otob, but not everyone can be slaughtering, so it's one person doing it for a whole bunch of people, and that's how we learn the concept of shelihood by kodashim. According to Rabbi he learns v'shahatu for a different drasha. So where does he learn shelihood by kodashim? The Tanya, Rabbi Omer. Says, How do we know that the entire ben israel could fulfill their obligation of korban pesach with one animal one lamb one goat whatever it is oto one now everyone slaughter only one person slaughters so from here we learned that really technically the entire Bnei Israel could fulfill their obligation using one korban. So now shaliyah bekodashim in So according to Rabbi Yonatan who learns it that everyone could technically use one korban. Where does he learn the concept of shaliyah of, of by kodashim? So the Guma explains mine. He learns it from this pasuk itself. Says and really only one person is, is slaughtering. Now the Gemara says v'deal mashaniyata. Maybe by korban pesach the laws are totally different. They leshutafut begabayu because everyone has some sort of partnership over here, and therefore it works to make a shaliah. But maybe in other cases you can't make a shaliah. Ela, you have to say the Rabbi Yonatan's source is meacha for the following pasuk: Veikhud lahem ish se'le bet avot se'le Everyone takes a lamb for the family, lamb for the house, and that's the Shalichut over here, one person doing it for everyone. And the grass yeah, again, maybe over there is different because there's a partnership. Everyone's a partner in this lamb, and therefore one person does it for everyone. But if there's no partnership, then maybe no. Listen, if it's not coming to tell me that works by like Kodashim, then want to need two psukim. If you don't need uh, this concept of shalihut in a, in a place where you need it, meaning by uh, by korban, you need to tell me that everyone's a partner over here and yet you don't need this uh, shalihut concept because they're already partners, then, okay, and if it's already there, and we're learning the the concept of sharihot, so let's teach it a place where he's not a partner in in the Korban. Meaning, if we have the limud, and it's available, so let's use it, if not here, let's use it for somewhere else. And if you don't need it when he's a partner, use it for when he's not a partner. But the Gma says, "Yeah, but buy hak." But I need this pasuk. They ish. Say lebit avot for something totally else, like a bitz hak. The amar hak ish zochev An adult could buy korban pesach and acquire it for everyone in the group, but a katan can't do it because it says the word ish. They call him ish. Maybe that, that's what he learns it for. So according to the beats hak, where am I going to learn sheliut by kodashim? So the Gemara says, hu me ish lefi ochlonafka." No, that that concept that only a gadol could, could buy for everyone and not a katan is from a different ish, from ish lefi okhlo. But v'ekhulayim ish, say lebet avot, is still to teach me about shalichut. But the like government says, yeah, v'akatem, but no, ish lefi okhlo, we need it. That even if one person uh, bought Korban Pesach and he couldn't find the group, uh, it, that still counts. And if that's the case, then isha is what it's Hak want to say that isha not a katan. So the, uh, the Gemara explains that Rabbi Nathan keman en shohatin holds like Rabbi Huda, who holds that you don't shacht korban pesach if only one person There has to be a group. And therefore, the ish lefi ochlo is coming to tell me that only gadol k'du and Ar-Katan and vikhud lehim ish is coming to tell me shilichud by Kodashim even when he's not a messenger. So, asks, How do we know that someone's messenger is like him? It says by the inheritance of Eretz Yisrael that one Nasi from each Shevet is going, to, is going to come and he's going to be part of the raffle and he's going to acquire that area in Eretz Yisrael and then give it out for his Shevet. Why, why don't we typically learn shelichut mehacha? Why don't we learn shalichot from here? Meaning, why are you learning it from nasi Had? Why don't you learn it from girushim, truma, kodashim? Why do you have to go to the Nahalab of Israel? Wait a second, you really think splitting up Eretz Yisrael is shelichut? V'haktanim lav bene eninu there was a whole bunch of ketanim they were children and they were part of getting a, they were getting a part of it israel and their nasim was getting it for them, and we know that a katan cannot make a shaliach. So Ela ki hadi rabba, Baravuna, Rather, you have to learn like Rabba Baravana. How do we know that you could acquire for someone even though he's not there and he didn't to make you a shaliah? ve The nasim came and they accepted or they acquired the piece of land for the for the people in their shevet. So it was not midin shalichut, it was midin zakhin l'adam But the G'met says, what makes you say it's 100% a zakhut and automatically a person could acquire something that's good for uh, for someone else? there's also bad things that went on over there some people rather in the mountain not the valley some people rather the valley not the mountain and everyone wants to choose and not everyone was happy with what they got so not necessarily who said it's a zechut? So the grand says, maybe that whole pasuk vene siyahad na siyahad mi mate vela kende rava baravuna, maybe it's falakora baravunasad. That betin can set up a trustee in order to take care of the etomim's land. <speaking in Hebrew> How do we know if etomim came to uh, t- take parts of their father's assets? <speaking in Hebrew> that betin sets them up a trustee, and he's going to take uh, the parts for them, whether it's good or bad. <speaking in Hebrew> but why bad? Meaning if he knows it's going to be bad, why should we set him up? So the government says, no. no, we put him in charge. He's going to try to split it up. He's going to deal with uh, with uh, lawyers and judges and courts and everything until he's able to figure out whether it's good or whether, and if it ends up being bad, whatever is done is done. How do we know that Bittin could do such a thing? You see, it says in the Pasuk that each Nasi came and took a land for everyone in their Shevet. And again, everyone. We try to get everyone a part that they like. But if, uh, if someone didn't like their part, it was bad. Well, too bad. And on that, Amar Nahaman Amas <laughs> Shemuel Yatomim Shabao Lachlog Benichse Avim Fi or Ktanim, the underage of bar mitzvah, they came to split up their father's inheritance. Betin Amidin Lahem Apotropus Betin sets them up with a trustee. Ubarin Lahem Chelik Yafeh, and the the trustee has to try to get them a good part. So each yatom is going to have a trustee, and those trustees are going to get together, and each one is going to try to get his katan, a good part in the land or a good part of the assets. That's the way that she explains it. The explains that there's one uh, one trustee for everyone, and his job is to split it up as evenly as possible. And if they when if they get older and they're not happy with what they got, they could protest. Rav Nachman himself said, "Not the name Shmuel. In Migdilu enamecholim that if they get older, that's already too late, and they cannot protest what uh, the trustee did because the imken makah betin yafe. Then what's the point? What's the strength of betin?" Now like my ex does Rav Nahman really have this concept uh, that uh, you, you have to accept what Betin does, otherwise, what's the power of Betin? But none. But we learned Shom if Betin uh, assessed something, meaning someone owes uh, someone money, Ruven owes Shimon money, Ruven can't pay back, Bittin, goes into his assets, they start assessing okay, his house is worth this, his car is worth that, and they use it to pay back. So let's say or if they uh, they made a mistake by a sixth, whether they add a sixth or lower the sixth, Michran Batel everything that they did is void. And Gamliel Omer Michan Kayam, Rabban Shimon Gamliel says what they did stands. And the reason is, because, because if you go back on what Betin did, then what's the point, what's the power of Betin? And you see that Rav Nachman holds like, and we don't care uh, that if Betin makes a mistake, or you're not happy with Betin, and you go back, what's the power of Betin? You see, he's not holding that. that. So again, by the yatomim, Rav Nachman says... We worry about the strength of Betin. On the other hand, when it comes to the assessment of Betin, we're not worried about the strength of Betin. So the Gemma explains, La Kasha, it's not a contradiction. <laughs> Look, if Betin made a mistake, you could protest. If Betin didn't make a mistake, okay, you can't protest. The Gemma says, <laughs> But if they didn't make a mistake, you, you can't protest anyways. So what's the Hidush? So like Hot Maybe they could say, no, you're right, uh, all this was done correctly, but I I don't want the east side, I want the west side, I don't want the west side, I want the north side. Uh, you know, they want different spots. Maybe they could protest with that. So that's That uh, if Bed Team did not make a mistake on price, then you can't argue on the spot. And Amar Abnana Hinche Khalku Harehin Kilkohot. Uh, the Rav Nachman also said, brothers who uh, split inheritance, they're considered uh, buyers. Meaning, If there was a mistake, but less than a sixth, then whatever is done is done. And if someone lost less than a sixth, or well, too bad, if someone gained uh, uh, less than a sixth, okay, that's great. If it's more than a sixth, then batil mekach, the whole thing is void, we got to do it again. Shtut, if it's exactly a sixth, on a, then everything stands, it's just what that sixth has to go to the other side, we have to fix it. And Amar Abba, ha Amaran, when, when Rav Nachman said, pachot mishtut nikna mekach, that if it's less than a sixth, everything stands, lo Amaran, de lo that's only if they didn't make him a shaliah. but if they hired him and as as a shaliah to split everything up, You can always say, hey, I set you up to be my shaliah, to do good for me, not to do bad for me, and therefore the entire thing is void, even if it's less than a sixth. We said more than a six, the entire thing is void. That's as long as he didn't say we're going to split it up the way B'etin split it up. If he did say if he said we're going to split up the way B'etin splits it up, meaning whoever is going to split it up, it's finalized and that's it, and there's no going back on this. Fine. Then Michran kayam. Then the then everything stands. The tenan shoma dayanin. If if betin is assessing, she pichatu stut ohtiru stut Michran bateil. If they added a sixth or they subtracted a six, everything is void. Raban Shimon Gamliel Omer Michran kayam. And Rabban Shimon Megamliel says their sale stands, and Rabban is posik like Rabban Shimon Megamliel. And when we said that if it's exactly a sixth, then everything stands, just whatever was deceived, whatever was wrong, that goes back. We just have to fix that sixth. That's only with movable objects. But if it's land, well, we know the rule, and there's no deception, there's no being wronged when it comes to land. Uh, the idea is the Pasuk says, o miyad amitecha, when you're buying something from your uh, friend's hand. And also, and when we say that there's no din of Ona'ah, there's no deception, there's no uh, price gouging when it comes to land, that's only where they split everything, whatever their worth is. But if they split it up based on measurement or weight, lo then even if they made a mistake, less than a sixth, then everything is uh, canceled out, everything is voided. <speaking in Hebrew> Anything that is measured, weighed, counted, <speaking in Hebrew> even if it's less than a sixth, it goes back, it's voided. The din of ona'ah is only when we Make a mistake assessing an item's worth. Okay, over there a person less than a six will be mochel. But when you forgot to count something or you measured something wrong, that's something that no one's going to forgo. And the wholesale is avoided due to that. Next, we learned before that a person's messenger is like him everywhere in the Torah. And we learned it out of Girushin, Teruman, Kodashim. So we have a question. We learned, If someone sent a fire or a torch, a, ch- a charcoal, or something uh, that could damage in the hands of uh, someone who is deaf-mute, someone who is not competent, someone who is a child. And they went and by mistake, they burned something. adam. When it comes to the laws of humans, he is exempt from paying. But at the end of the day, he is obligated to pay from the Deen of Shamaim, from uh, from Hashem's betin. Now, let's say, listen, if he sent it in someone who's competent hands, then uh, the, the that competent person is obligated to pay. Now, why don't we say that a person's shaliah is like him, and he sent uh, this uh, competent messenger to go burn something, and the person burnt it, it's his fault? The Quran explains, over there is different. There is no messenger when it comes to doing an avera. because we say, when it comes to uh, the, the words of the the rabbi and the uh, and the words of the student, who do we listen to? We listen to the rabbi, of course. If Hashem said, "You know let it do this avera," and you're saying, "Do this avera," of course we listen to Hashem. We don't listen to you. It becomes as if he's doing it himself. Now we learned in regards to misuse of kodesh. If Shaliah did not do what he was supposed to do, ma'al, then the messenger is the one who misused, and he has to bring the korban. Asa uto, but if he did what he was supposed to do, then, bayt ma'al, then the owner who sent him, he has to give the korban for misusing Kodesh. And... Let's say he did do what the owner told him to do. mihamal. The the owner is the one who misused kodesh. Amai. Why? Nema Why don't we say that there's no Shaliyah for an avera? So the gemara explains no shani me'ilah. Me'ilah is totally different. het het mitrumah because there's from truma. By me'ilah it says. And by uh, someone who eats teruma uh, by mistake, it says And we learn that the same way by teruma, you, you can make a shaliach to do the teruma for you. So by merila, to misuse Kodesh, you could also make a messenger. So now the like, asks, what don't we learn from merila? And that uh, for the entire Torah, that there, that you can make a shaliach for an avirah. He explains, no, no, because the mitzvah of misusing Kodesh and the mitzvah of if someone lied about a deposit, someone gave him something to watch and he lied about it and something happened to it that he's obligated to pay, these are shnei abayim two psukim coming to tell me the same din that there's no, uh, there's no shalich ledvaravira, and we know the rule whenever there's two psukim telling us one concept you can't learn it to the rest of the Torah because if it was, if you, all, you needed to learn it the entire Torah just tell it to me in one place and I could use that as the base for the entire Torah but if you're telling, you're telling me in two places it's dafka these two places nowhere else but the Gma asks the obvious question that we're all asking ourselves ma'ila hademan. okay understand what's going on with ma'ila uh, you send someone to, to misuse Kodesh, great. Shelihot Yad But what's going on with this deposit that the person didn't watch? Uh, how how do we learn Shelihot over there? So the Gemara explains De'tanya. It says by a shomer, someone's doing a favor, watching something for his friend. If it got stolen from him, uh, then all you do is uh, swear that he didn't uh, he didn't damage it, and he's good. And then it says I'll call Devar Pesha on any negligent uh, thing what's the word devar It's coming to obligate someone's thinking as if he did it, meaning if you're watching a sheep for someone and it's being annoying and you thought to yourself, I'm going to kill this thing uh, that's good enough to obligate you in paying if anything happens at that point. You accepted it as yours. You officially stole it, according to Bet And if anything happens, it's on you. You're not obligated to pay until you actually kill it or do something with it. It says if you didn't send your hands. So But it says on anything that that, that was negligent, meaning and devar means sounds like dibur, like you're, you, he said something. But it also says if he didn't send his hand on, on his friend's items, meaning it all depends if he actually did it. So bet the Im if that's the case, al Then what do you do with the al kodavar pesha? So betiriel explains maybe only if he heard it. Uh, uh, let's say avdo but if he told his slave or he told the messenger to hurt the item, how do we know that he's obligated and here you have the messenger it says Pesha." even if you send someone to hurt it, you're obligated so these are the that's the second place where we learned that if you sent the messenger to hurt something it counts as he are the one who did it so Merila, and here you have. So the Rama says Okay, works great according to Bethilil. But according to Bit Shammai, who they say this I'll call the Varpesha has come to tell me that thinking is as if you already did it. So you're only left with one place that tells you that there is a concept of Shalikhlid Avera, which is Ma'ila. So let's learn from let's learn from that one mitzvah, the entire Torah, and we'll learn that there is a shallichlit Avera, so the Gemara explains that Betshem, tell you, mishum No, because Betshem will tell you that me'ilah of kodesh, and uh, slaughtering or selling the animal that you stole where you're hayav four or five times. These are two pesukim teaching us the same thing. And whenever you have two pesukim telling me the same concept, you don't learn it to, to the rest of the Torah. So had Amran, is the one we just said. What about the the slaughtering and selling? What are we talking about? Where did we learn that? So amar kira uh, if a person stole an item and he uh, he stole an animal and he slaughtered it or sold it, ma al The same way when you sell you, you sell it to someone else. after Even when you brought it to the shohet, the slaughter. Even the, uh, you didn't do it yourself. You're still hayav four or five times. And Deberi Bishma'il Tana, he learns the, the source that the slaughtering and selling through a shaliyah, you still hayav. Deberi Tana, the source is oh It says, Utvaho O Mecharo. What, that extra there the is coming to add the messenger, that if you sent the messenger to slaughter or sell, that's good enough in order to obligate a person paying four or uh, five times. And the Chizkiyatana, and the Chizkiyatana learns it from the word tahat. It says, It says, you have to pay four and five times, and it says tahat two times. Two times, why? One of them is coming to teach me, shalach, that if a messenger does it for you, it counts as if you do, and you're hayah four or five times. But either way, so now you see, according to Beit Shammai, there's another place where we learn that there is a shaliah for an abirah. And it becomes two places, and we don't learn it to anywhere else, only do these two places. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen amen